Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ, and this week we rolled bits of junk to Herbie the Love Bug and painted it yellow in order for it to find love as it catapults Neil Armstrong to space. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last week we released the teen romance uh, comedy drama the pentagram club it, yeah it was a, a love a love pentagram is the love yes, triangle uh, yes. about um uh five teenagers just trying to find their way in this crazy late 90s Indeed. world while also being simultaneously massive fans Inspired, of yep. uh, of buffy the vampire slayer Indeed. unsunprisingly you'll find that um this week we have a new legal case okay. against us. What else in, is in fact, it's a, it's a class action lawsuit. Oh, God. We're, being, the worst. we're being sued by probably about three or 4,000 screenwriters oh, our dear. same age oh, saying that we've plagiarized their intellectual property oh, and they've all produced scripts about <laughs> love triangles about Buffy fan clubs from the late 90s. Right, okay. It seems that like uh, everyone as a teenager at our age yep. wrote wrote their first screenplay, which is almost exactly the subject material. Okay. It's a little bit strange. Like we kind of thought, you know, we get one complaint and then a second one came in and then all of a sudden we had this class action lawsuit yep. where three or 4,000 yep. people suing us so i don't i just don't know what to say about it well here's the thing i finally have a comeback for this one uh for this film only so people are suing us based on the script now we all know that when a script goes to be shot everything changes the director adds their own special flair to it uh the the actors might improvise some lines of dialogue things change right it's never script to screen um now our film was directed by good friend joss whedon our good friend or was our good friend until we fired him. Um, it turns out that is this, his... Hang on. Is this why he hasn't been returning my text messages? That might be why, yes. I should have told you, but uh, yeah, we fired him. Um, and in the great tradition of Hollywood these days, we decided to replace the director. So we thought, who would be the next best director to direct um, a Buffy vampire teen romance love film? And I thought of Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, Got okay. him on board, yep. signed him up. He was like, yep, great. I'm going to put my spin on this. Um, and then a week later, I fired him. All right, okay. Yep. He took it too far. Um, he started adding in, he took away the Buffy element of it, started doing dinosaurs instead. Ooh. And it was just like, no. Oh, actually, you know what actually ended up happening as well? He tried to break into our vault again. Uh, it was an excuse, wasn't it? Was it was an excuse, I, I'm yeah. like, why are we trusting Stephen? I know. I know we've got this like really tense amnesty, but yep. any any like foot in the door you give him, he's just going to betray yep. us again. Exactly. Uh, so I thought, okay, who else can we get? I know who's not working now. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. They got fired from <laughs> they the did. solo film. Um, they've probably got nothing on. So I said, yeah, let's bring them on board. Well, it turns out they're still contractually connected to Disney. So after a week, I had to fire them. Oh, no. Uh, so I was like running out of directors at this point. I'm like, who could make a low-key, low-budget, um, nice, easygoing uh, funny drama, and I thought Michael Bay. He was the Michael only Bay. one left on the list. Um, I'm, I think that Steven Spielberg probably dropped Michael Bay's like business card on the floor <laughs> as I kicked him out of the studio. Um, but he was the only one left, and I called him up and I said, "Michael, would you mind directing this film?" He said, "Absolutely." So the film is in the can, but it looks very different to the script that we wrote. You know what I reckon for reshoots. I think yes. we should get in Zack Schneider. Should, yes, we should. As a little bit of a poetic yes. justice yes. for, you know, <laughs> you know, Joss was replacing Zack and yeah, now yeah. Zack's yep. replacing Joss. Yep. And, I mean, Ron Howard should probably be in the mix in yeah, there as absolutely. well. Yeah, he, sh- he absolutely. Should, he should just maybe direct the ADR or something probably, like yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. But the point is, 
everyone's suing us over the script. The film in the can that I've watched really doesn't look a lot like the script. So okay. I think we're covered. I think we're in the clear. I think we're in the clear. You know that weird thing that they do in Hollywood when multiple people have been involved in the project yep. and there's like if it says and in words like yep. and it's different from if it's got an ampersand yes so if it says you know joe smith and john yep. john blogs mm-hmm. if the if it's an and yep. then they worked together yep but if it was an ampersand then one was replaced by the other ah, okay. and if there's commas in certain spots it means yep. that some of them's done the initial treatment and some of them oh, were interesting i don't think there's enough nuance <laughs> in that system to to really put in who directed this film i don't think we're gonna have enough screen space yeah, to have I, all I think we're going to have to have semicolons and open brackets <laughs> and a, a parentheses and yep. some of them bold and some of them in italics just yep. to really we'll, differentiate we'll exactly need, which people did what. We'll probably need to have a sister film just for the credits themselves. If you thought like <laughs> the extended edition of Lord of the Rings, which has like 15 minutes of credits because it lists like the fan club members in there as well, it ain't got nothing on our credits. You know what we should do, which I haven't seen for a really long time. You know, mm. ever remember watching like those old epic three hour like Moses uh, films? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always have the credits at the start. Yeah. <laughs> it's like five or six minutes of credits at the start. It's like, yeah. what are these credits doing here? I think if we have this many directors involved, yeah. we're going to have to shift exactly. some of it from the end of the film to the I, start of film. Bring back that trend. We should, because like then you can bring back the trend of having the end at the end of the film and exactly. fade into black. Exactly. Like, it's that. No post-credit crap anymore, because there's no credits to put stuff on the end of. So. Exactly, yeah. All right, that was Box Office Report, and now it's time for This Week in Trailers. We've got a little bit of a kids-focused uh, week this week, and we're kicking it off with How to Train Your Dragon 3. No, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. There's no three in here. Yeah, so. I was about to say, I don't remember what came after the, the colon only. They definitely called it How to Train Your Dragon 2. I, yeah, they did. Why now they've dropped the three. I'm not sure why they... like. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the numbers. I'm not actually even... Fa- like, why not call it just something like... Um, I like I like kind of like the Star Wars system where like each yep. film can just have a new name. Yeah. Whereas I don't know why, but I mean like didn't George Lucas kick that off when he renamed Star Wars to Star Wars Episode Four and New Hope? But it was still like growing up for me, it was always Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Yes. And everyone knew they were the three films. It didn't have to. It was never known as Episode Four, Episode yeah. Five. Yeah. And then when the Phantom Menace came out, like everyone started calling it Episode One. I'm like, but the film's name's The Phantom Menace. Just call it The Phantom Menace. We all know what you mean. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, The Hidden World is a, it's a bad name for it's a film. It's a really bad name for the film, but because uh, I, I, I'm not sure how much bearing it has on this, but. And I've not seen any of the Hound of Dragon Dragon films, so I'm just going to try and explain this without knowing any of the characters' names. So there's a black cat dragon yep. who. Um, finds a white cat dragon and they fall in love and the white cat dragon is rare uh, because I think the black cat dragon is the only one of its kind. Sure. And then the kid adult dude with the mop top hair is like, wow, there's another white cat dragon. (laughs) And then stuff happens. Yeah. So pretty much you're right. I mean, the main premise of the film was like, oh, you've got two really rare dragons. Oh, there's a bad guy with lots of ships. And he's like, I want to hunt down every last cat dragon sure and um uh jay barrickell's like i won't let you do that will i don't know why he's scottish Every, everyone else in the film has a scottish <laughs> accent except for jay barrickell yeah um and he's just like oh i'll fight till you can kill me no more <laughs> that's that's my best jay barrickell a lovable goofy nerd with a croaky voice um and and yeah so it's uh, we must protect the dragons we must work together outside forces uh coming up against us yep it looks pretty bad, to be honest. I, it I really does. I legitimately think How to Train Your Dragon is one of the best 
uh, animated films I've seen in the last decade. The first one? The first one. Okay. I had a Training Dragon 2, wasn't a big fan of. The story was a little bit meh. Yep. But um, the first one was really, really good. I just, I, I, it feels like they're still just run, you know, ringing dollars out of this franchise in it's, a way where... Yeah, because it's the only franchise DreamWorks has left. I think they've done milking the Shrek cash cow. Hey, yeah. Um, what else have they got? They've released a string of like really average animated films over the last few years. And I think How to Train Your Dragon is the only series that's sort of critically, moderately yeah. acclaimed and sort of still draws an audience. So why not milk it until, I don't know... Yeah. Until you run out of cat and dragons. I mean, you know, it's not a bad way of doing it. If it's profitable, then go ahead. I know. Why do we complain about this? This it's, is like the business model it's we true. need to be adopting. We're going to sort of maybe tie into this one a little bit because uh, the other uh, animated kids slash adult sequel yeah. that had a trailer come out this week is the Lego Movie Lego 2. Lego Movie 2. This one actually has a number in the title. Um, but they don't know that the second build, what do they call it? It's like, oh, this is the weird. The second part. The second part. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Just call it Lego Movie 2. It doesn't yeah. need to be clever. No, it doesn't. Um, so the and I have seen the first Lego Movie and enjoyed it very greatly. Really, there is really a good model of the pirate ship in that film that's on my desk at home because I enjoyed it so much. Um, but the concept for this one is it's uh, the Brickville is now a sort of post-apocalyptic Mad Max style wasteland um, where everyone is sort of a bit violent and a bit angsty and punky, except for lovable Emmett who still goes around thinking everything is awesome and ordering yeah. coffees and stuff like that. Uh, and then an alien race uh, arrives on Earth and um, abducts the original crew from the Lego movie, and it's up to Emmett to save Yeah, I, I think specifically it is female characters that are taken away. Yes. And they're taken to a place What's where... That? I thought Batman was in the mix too. Really? I, I, again, again I, I think the way that it was gearing was... They were definitely talking about, you know... Um, There's a bit in the trailer where... Lucy, who's played by... Um, Banks? Uh, yes, Elizabeth Banks, is talking to the alien and is sort of telling her that um, Emmett, who's played by Christopher Pratt, did all these things in the previous film and then the like alien is sort of like, wait, you mean like the you did everything while the goofy, clumsy male over there gets all the credit? Yeah, I, I kind of feel as though I thought the, the alien then took all the female characters and was supposed to go off into some sort of utopia. Yeah. I don't really... Like, when you look at Lego Movie and there's this um, overarching narrative in the real world of the relationship between a father and the son and the yep. father who's built this this city and, you know, the craggle, which is the crazy glue, which is holding it all together. Yeah. They've established that the real world exists in conjunction with the Lego Movie world. Yeah. I'm really struggling to see how the real world like again I, I just I don't know I don't yeah. know what's going on with this one I, I don't know how they're going to get the narrative to yeah. work quite as cleanly as they did with the first one I feel like the excuse is just we want to put Lego figures in space and the aliens themselves I think are new types of minifigures as well so I don't think they're part of any existing Lego line so this could be even more of a cash cow than uh, the first Lego movie was um, <laughs> and possibly even more so than How to Train Your Dragon yeah, 3 yeah absolutely not directed by Christopher Miller and uh, Phil Lord this one either It's uh, they're only producing it so I'm wondering if it's going to be anywhere near as good there was definitely that irreverent sort of like um, quippy humour that they do quite well yeah. which made uh, Lego movie I think you know quick and, yeah, and sharp fun. Fun, and fun and fun yeah fun um, for the whole family you lose that you I don't know 
I don't know. It, it's I, I don't know who this director is and uh, whether or not he has a strong enough style to carry this movie across. Who knows? But um, I'm sure Lego themselves don't really want this film to, to fail because They're the doing a first lot one of them. did really well. I mean, uh, Lego Batman and the Lego Ninjago movie yeah. both came out last year. Yep. Um, I didn't really enjoy Lego Batman that I, much. No, I didn't either. I have queued up Lego Ninjago to watch. I'm for, not even going to bother. I'm not sure what reason. Yep. Um. I don't know what other franchises they're planning on doing. Uh, <laughs> As someone who knows a lot of the Lego franchises, a few of them that they really shouldn't do. No. Um, but yeah, anyway, like I'm sure Lego will be interested in, in uh, milking that cow as best they can. Go join the DreamWorks Club, Yeah, I think. lots and lots of profiteering from animated kids' uh, sequels. I, I still feel as though there is, there's a lot to be said for the way that these films have approached mm. doing films that are both enjoyable for kids and enjoyable for adults yeah. in a way that I think a lot of animated films miss the mark on. Um, yeah, but I think it's also a case of like, we're just going to slip some dirty adult jokes in here a la the DreamWorks tradition and the kids won't get it. Yes. Whereas like someone like Pixar makes films oh, that I are don't for know. everyone. There's some pretty dirty adult jokes in the original Toy Story films that I just missed completely over my head. Yeah, well, anyway, we won't go into that because, (laughs) uh, yeah, anyway. Um, All right, second real trailer for today's episode is Bumblebee, a spinoff of the Michael Bay-directed Transformers series. I'm not actually sure where this is set chronologically. No idea. It's weird, and again, Bumblebee's not this, you know, Ford Mustang Carrera. I don't know what type of car it was. It was a very, uh, very schmicky muscle car when Shia Dodge, LaBeouf was driving. I think it was a Camaro. Yeah, but it was it was some sort of muscle car. Yeah. And in this one, it's it's just a, a Volkswagen Beetle. Beetle, yeah. Um, Which I think it was the original uh, car for him in the TV series. Couldn't tell you. I couldn't either. And this has got, I think it was uh, Haley. Haley S- Steinfeld? Steinfeld? Seinfeld? I think it's Seinfeld. Got a T stuck in it somewhere. Um, (laughs) And John Cena as well. John Cena's in... He doesn't feature terribly. He's got one really quick uh, shot in the trailer. Mm. Um, It's very much more of a Iron Giant kind of feel where it's like a a, a relationship bonds between yeah. a, a youngish girl and yep. a giant militaristic <laughs> robot um, that doesn't know any better yep. and just wants to be yep. loved. There, uh, there's a film uh, the other week, I think, I think we discussed it on the show, which has a, a sort of similar concept. That, a, uh, a boy finds a robot dog. Yeah, yeah. And makes friends with the, again, the military that, robot dog. It's that weird kind of like, I'm going to give physical affectations to or physical uh, touches to this robot and yeah. there's a weird scene where like Haley's underwater with Bumblebee and she just sort of like gently caresses its face and I'm like Lots, oh that's weird yeah. that's so weird even their first interaction is like oh don't be scared giant military yeah. robot who's in a garage with me and I'm just a soft spongy fleshy human girl <laughs> and, and then he leans forward and she touches his face in like a really yeah. like you don't have nerve endings yeah. there as far as yeah. I'm aware I don't know enough they- about uh, Transformer Anatomy but <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, but yeah, it's it's that weird thing where it's just like, they're always treated as pets, which to me seems a little weird. Like, they're intelligent creatures from another planet, but like, no, let's just make sure they're like dogs. Um, <laughs> to be fair, though, I I think I watched the first two Transformers films and then just gave up. Uh, yeah. Like, hard pass on the rest of them. Yep. Um, I, I, w- I might actually watch this one in a way, uh, only because the, the the franchise has been so horrible for so long yep. that I'm just like, 
Is there any way of salvaging this? And this will answer that question. Quite possibly. Um, This is not directed by Michael Bay. I'm assuming he's producing it or doing something along those lines. But the director of this one is Travis Knight, who um, hasn't done many films, but he's done... Uh, he directed Kubo and the Two Strings, the yeah. the Leica stop motion animated film, which was very highly praised. Again, highly received. I only watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and I like I went. This is looks so good yeah. that I need to watch this with friends yeah, rather than yeah. alone in my room by myself, where I watch most of my films. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I was very impressed with the very little I saw of that film. Yeah. And then when I saw that he was uh, attached to this project, I'm yep. like, who who knows? Maybe. It's not going to be good, is it? No, it's, it's not. Gonna be really it's going to be really bad. Rubbish. Because like the last Transformers film I saw was the third one, and honestly, it was like one of the few films that's made me want to leave the cinema. It was that bad, that like horribly acted. I'm like, John Malkovich is here. What are you doing here? Stanley Tucci is here. What are you doing Stanley here? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci was in it, and then um, what's her face was? A uh, Kelsey Grammer was in it too, and um, oh, I've forgotten her name. How now. many elder statesmen type actors? It's like, like, <laughs> it's like oh, I suppose it's true. It's like the, the dinosaur robots are attacking we need a, a war council of elder statesmen and then they've just got everyone that they could think of who could possibly yeah. fill that role who's uh francis mcdormand was in one of them too and it's just like if I, I read this a while ago it was like if you saw a film and the stars in it was like john malkovich uh francis mcdormand and stanley tucci and john Turturro, you'd be like oh it's a new coen brothers it film absolutely no coen brothers. it's michael bay directing explosions and giant cg robots and really questionable risque really perverted kind of action and, and sexuality stuff. So um, if this is anything like that, then it's going to be really horrible. But I'm hoping that given that Haley is quite a young child in this, they're going to avoid yeah. some of the weird Is she though? Like, I mean, the only thing I've seen her in is True Grit and yep. she was really young at that time. Yeah. She, she looks, what, like she's I'd, playing 16 in this film and she's probably maybe she 22 looks, in real life. I don't oh yeah, know. Who knows? Who knows these age things? If there's only <laughs> someone we could call to find out. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to call? Yeah, sure. All right, give me a sec. Uh, this is actually, Hay- like actually semi-Oscar related as well because <laughs> we can just say uh, how old was Haley when she was nominated for an Oscar, That's and right, then yeah. how many years has it been since then? How did we forget her as well as a like as an actor uh, to cast? She's really good. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I've only seen her in that one thing. I'm sure she's done other things in the subsequent years. When was True Grit? Like 2011 or something uh, like that? No, hang on. Let me just ask. The Academy's being really weird today. <laughs> so just give me a sec. Uh, so she is 21 years old. Oh, I guess 22. That's that's not too bad. Not too, too far bad. Off the True Grit was 2010. Oh, I was one year off there as well. One year off. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Good how- thing I definitely know that it's 2017 <laughs> right now, because otherwise... It- oh, God, she's a musician as well. Damn, man. These- yeah. Anyway, see that... I've, I don't know. Just don't... Some point. Is it 2019? I think the Lego movie's 2019. No, it's, it's 2018, so this is coming out this year. Oh, right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird when you see these initial trailers for things that are sort of that far in advance. Yep. Um, it's also weird to see a film coming out this year that's not produced by Disney. Have you noticed? It's true. That, like, like, All the so big ones, yeah. We've had Avengers this year, Black Panther. Uh, Ant-Man has now... Like, there's a billboard that's uh, on my way home, on my drive home. A few weeks ago, it was Solo. Now it's Ant-Man versus the Wasp. I'm like... It'll be the Incredibles stop, too. Like, Just yeah, stop. Like, all of them. Let someone else have a shot. <laughs> okay. All right. Third and final trailer for this week's episode is First Man. Yeah. Directed by Damien Chazelle, I think. Or Chazelle. Jazzle. Dang, I can't I, I be right. Um, who directed La La Land? He directed that 
drumming jazz Whiplash? drummer one. Whiplash, yes. Whiplash was really good. Yeah, yeah. La La Land was great too. Um, a very kind of a great little love letter to old school musicals and as someone who liked those, I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, this is a bit more... Uh, so this is a historical one actually. So it's, it's around or based upon um, the Apollo 11 program and Neil Armstrong more uh, pointedly. Um, and it kind of documents or not really documents but sort of goes into his emotional mindset and his development as a uh, as an astronaut and then his subsequent flight into space and landing on the moon um you would imagine don't spoil the ending <laughs> sorry spoilers um i don't know i look i like this director i i think he has a great visual style he has um a, a clear love for like film actual film as well not digital um and uh ryan gosling is a pretty decent actor at times i have um, to tell you though neil yeah. Trailer. Really boring. Well, yeah. really, really boring. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, so apparently Neil Armstrong is quite a um, terse, sort of matter of facty kind of guy. Yes. And uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds may be playing that character, yep. but he just seems so emotionless and bland. <laughs> There's this weird sort of like thrumming soundtrack to the yeah, back of it just, that kind of feels more um, it's like uh, inter- interstellar yeah. than like actual historical it's fiction. That, yeah. It's that weird kind of like screechy sound effect that they used for Prometheus and, yeah. and uh, Alien cover and those kind of films where it's like you're watching this trailer and you just think at some point there's going to be like a mad sci-fi disaster or <laughs> aliens are going to appear or something's going to like creep out of a wall or something it's like no but this is like a serious historical a serious historical <laughs> drama so why are you using that soundtrack yeah I mean <laughs> just- who knows they, they definitely hit the um uh is this a waste of government money? Are yeah. you gonna, are you coming back, Dad? Yeah. Uh, should you be doing this? And Neil Armstrong's like, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. And that's and that's. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> am I supposed to feel anything from this film? Or I, I don't know. I think like Apollo 13 is such a fantastic film. It's yeah. a, a survival film in space based on yeah, a real yeah. story. Yeah. Um, in my mind, they've nailed it. They've gone. Here is the Apollo film we all wanted to see. That's the and, thing. Yeah. And this is like, and this is the one that no one wants to see. I, I, can, I, I can only assume they're not going to labor on the fact that oh, it's like a oh will it or won't it succeed kind of thing because it's like yeah it succeeds yeah it, it seems much more like the um, unless it doesn't ooh, ooh. alternate history no. um, yeah the political pressure and the social ramifications and Neil Armstrong's relationship with his wife and his kids yeah. seems to be yep. the yep. the aspect that they're hitting and they're really not any of the aspects that make that Apollo mission uh, interesting <laughs> in any way shape or form look you never know you never know it, might it could be, be. I only say this judging by um, the director's track record of making films that get not Exactly. I mean, Oscar it, it's an interesting subject matter, yeah. and I think if it's Oscar it, bait, and as well as that, like Neil Armstrong is no longer with us; he passed away a couple of years ago, so it's a little bit more somber for that reason. Is, or is Buzz yeah. still out and about? Buzz is still going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's an inter- like, interesting connection there between Bumblebee and, uh, and the First Man. <laughs> there's tenuous connection with the Buzz of Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Um, what about what about Michael Collins? Is uh, he still about? I got no idea. Exactly. No one, no no one, one remembers Michael. He didn't get to walk they, on the moon. They might have left him on the moon. Yeah, no, no. He, he, he circled around the moon looking for a car park <laughs> while everyone else was. And it's like, oh, I couldn't find one. It's like, oh, we've got to go now. It's like, don't I get to go? Oh, no, I'm sorry, no, Michael. No, sorry, Mike. Land is only good for two people. <laughs> All right, those are the trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. Let's go. All right. 
it. Mm-mm. Let's have a quick recap of what we've got this week. Let's. Um, as it seems every single week, we have a sequel to a kids animated film. <laughs> a beloved kids animated beloved, film. Uh, in this case, with adult overtones in some cases. Yep. We have a uh, slightly different... Uh, a spin-off. It's a genre spin-off of a action film, but yep. is more sort of character relationship um, yes. focused. Yep. And then we have a dramatization of hi- an historic event yes. uh, told from the perspective of a well-known historical figure. Yes, indeed. Um, now, it is my turn this yeah. week to pick. Now, I do think that uh, we as a production company um, have really spread out in the last few weeks. We've really gone sort of against the grain and done some things that are very different and very out there and so on and so forth. I'm tired of that. I just want the box office bucks. So I think we need to do a spin-off of an action film. All right, that's not a bad idea. Can I just point out, though, that the three that I had to choose from last week <laughs> were The Children's <laughs> Act, um, uh, Old Boys, yep. <laughs> and Peppermint. <laughs> in ways, and, then, and then all of the trailers that came out this week, like every time I saw one pop up, I'm like, damn it, AJ gets to choose from a good one. <laughs> Damn it, AJ gets to choose from an even better one. Like, I don't know what it is. You're like spoilt for choice yep. this week. It's just the of way the producer, great films. Yep. But we're doing we're doing a an interesting spin-off yes. of a uh, of, of an, an existing action film. An so existing action film. In the same classic. way that Bumble, Bumblebee is a spin-off of the Transformers series. Uh, we should do that. We should take an existing film series and our existing action film series, yep. pull out a character or characters from that and do a spin-off. I mean, spin-offs are all the rage right now. They did Solo, they did Rogue One, yeah, and exactly. they're all spin-offs of uh, an existing action film. So we need to do that Does too. it have to be a franchise that's still banking money, that's nope. still sort of pulling nope. pulling in the big bank? Box? Absolutely not. It doesn't have to be because like, we can also say it's a soft reboot of the series as well in the exactly. same way that like, um, the new Predators film is sort of like, yeah, yeah, okay. it's yeah, been sure. sort of languishing in hell for a while. So like, here, yeah, we'll do another one. Um, so... What's a good action film that we need to see back, or we need to see a character back from? Well, okay, let's let's pick a like a, a decade. Like, how far back are we going with this? Um, um, I think. Look, the '80s seems to be in vogue. That's true. You've uh, got a lot of that sort of Stranger Things acting. That that yep. nostalgia. It's our sort of age group. We grew up with all of that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, so, are you going with like? The big action stars were your Jean-Claude Van Damme's and Arnold Schwarzenegger's and yep. uh, Sylvester Stallone's of that sort of era. Yep, yep, yep. Um, oh, what is... Um, oh, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. He's He now lives in Russia. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. <laughs> um, what's his most famous film? Under Siege. Under Siege. And that was about... He was a chef on yep. a boat that yep. was overtaken by Gary Busey. <laughs> Um, and uh, and Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. And he was a decorated war hero who was just serving out the rest of his military career as a chef. Yep. And then sort of diehard style. They they terrorists take over the boat trying yep. to steal the missiles. Yep. And he one by one goes through the ship and takes them down. Okay. It, 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 like it has been described as diehard on a boat. Yep. Um, which uh, it was. Yep. And I then I think subsequently they were also writing a sequel to Die Hard, which was Die Hard on a boat. I think you told me this. Yeah. Which now, which I'm, then was I, repurposed. <laughs> to speed to anyway there's there's a whole bunch there and then Die Hard 3 was turned into uh, was was a repurposing a of, of a lethal weapon yep. uh, anyway there's there's a whole bunch of screenplays being repurposed <laughs> into other screenplays going on in that action, action sequence there right, so here's the takeaways for me for Under Siege 1 yep um let's Steven Seagal's out 
because he's in that film, so we can't bring him back. He's too much of a main character. But we have Tommy Lee Jones, we have Gary Busey, and we have the boat itself. Yes. Um, and I was always thinking, I'm almost thinking, like, should we take that boat and, like, maybe, like, a all throughout history... It's just being like the center point of every or like a whole Ooh, bunch of like I like this insane action set pieces. So I don't think we we don't need Tommy Lee Jones and we don't, no, I, we don't need I, again I think they may die in the films. <laughs> um but uh definitely this idea of the boat. The boat, yeah. And again before Under Siege it could yep. have been involved in some sort of World War 2 um battle. Yep. Um it was then involved in Under Siege. Yep. It's been, you know, the- you trace its way back to history like even like the original metal that they mined from the earth was from like a cursed um burial yeah chamber or something let's not do cursed i'm I'm, I'm a little bit sick of the supernatural it doesn't have to be cursed but like it was the uh it was was something yeah something happened there like a big battle happened there uh in the quarry or in the general area where this metal was unearthed so So it's it's, it's the storied career of of the battleship itself yeah and it forms what the battleship needs to form an unlikely friendship yes with a little kid of some description yeah. <laughs> so like it, later on in its life it's it's docked up yeah, yeah. in like some forgotten port of Hawaii yep. and it's rusting out and yep. like like whilst it's an inanimate object you get this sense that it's yearning to be out on the open ocean yeah. again Ye- and yearning to li- kill this 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 little kid is uh sort of like you know you know son of a fisherman sure. sort of or whatever yep. and he sort of plays in and around the ruins yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he forms his un- unlikely bond yep. with with the battleship itself yeah, yeah. and then as as he unearths the the story of yep. the battleship yep. through you know the the part where Steven Seagal sliced open Tommy Lee Jones' <laughs> throat and there's blood splattered against the computer screen yep. or the you know the bullet holes from when the uh yeah, the yeah, World yeah. War yep. Two Unterseeboot uh, um, or Dustboot, das uh, the U-boat sort of like hit the torpedo, yep. like, and it's had to be repaired. And yep, yep. Um, any yeah, other perfect? I, now- they're the only two military things that I know: <laughs> Steven Seagal films and that Germans were in World War Two. All right, that's fine. Um, now I don't want this to be like an Iron Giant esque, like uh, happy feelings kind of no. stuff. No, stuff that. So what needs to happen is like the kid and the boat need to grow up together. Okay, uh, and the kid needs to grow up into like the next action hero superstar. Oh, interesting! As a result of its like, like I like the boat to be a kind of like Mister Miyagi style figure. Doesn't talk, no, or but, does it? But but he provides the training ground. That's right. For, yeah, yeah, for the kid yes, to yes. So the kid like reenacts um, all these. So this is not like the kid's got the film prop version of it, and it's the actual boat. So the kid's reenacting all the stories of the actual um, characters in Under Siege. Yeah. So it's not like a meta thing. It's like, no, it's set in the same universe. It's the, the actual boat. The actual that boat. That Steven Seagal's character killed all those people in. Yeah. And so the kids sort of reliving all of it um, through the boat's sort of storied history, through the bullet holes, through the like dried blood and, yeah. and gashes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then that kid grows up to be like... Uh, the next hope for the world. Yeah. And I imagine then there's probably uh, a new shiny military vessel yep. that the Americans have based off original blueprints. Yeah. And they were the original blueprints yeah, of yeah. this one. And there's only one person. And when that gets taken over by 
yeah. Tom, Tommy Lee Jones too, and Jack Gary Busey too, whoever they happen <laughs> to be. No, it has to be their kids. Their kids, yeah. yeah. Um, the only person who has an in-depth knowledge yep. of exactly the inner workings of the yeah, ship yeah, yeah, yeah. is this one kid who's been training on this ship yeah, for, the, for his entire life, and yep. he's sent in. I've also uh, kind of like again okay. completely left field. Yep. I've been watching a lot of like American Ninja Warrior. Yep. And like like they do all these sort of like weird obstacle course things. Yep. I really want to introduce these elements of like you know, um, can he sort of like you know swing yeah, yeah. through. The, the vines style, and yeah. yeah yeah so there's this for no reason apart from the <laughs> fact that I think training montages be made even more interesting now by yeah. the fact that you you watch the training montages of yep. American Ninja Warrior and you realize just how physically freaky these people yeah, are yeah, to be yeah. able to do yep. these things I want our main action hero to yep. have that sort of like element to him as well uh, totally agree totally or agree. her sorry um, <clears throat> now what I would also like I think I like the idea of what you mentioned about him only knowing or him having the knowledge of the boats. But um, let me throw something at you then. Uh, if we set this sort of in the near future, or sort of a little bit more future than we are right now, um, what if all the boats, like all the current modern military boats of the US, have all been hacked, right? Because they're oh, all right. like digital now. They're See, all like. I thought you were going to go, what if all of the boats are now spaceships? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, this is a little bit more far further in the future than I thought we were going to go with this one. But they sure, could be spaceships. They um, could be. But anyway, like, like let's say like all the boats of the U.S. military and the U.S. Navy get hacked, and they're all under like the control of some nefarious of of Jake Busey, which I believe is Gary Busey's son, and looks exactly like sure. him. Does Tommy Lee Jones have kids? Uh, yeah, it's Billy Lee Jones. <laughs> oh, we can get like is his a- last name Lee Jones, or is it? His I, last name Jones and his first name's Tommy Lee. I don't know. It's not hyphenated. It's, it's like not hyphenated. Tommy and then Lee and then Jones. Maybe Lee's his middle name. It could be. I don't know. Well, we can get um. Who's the actor? He was in um Men in Black Three. Played the younger version of Tommy Lee Jones. Um, also in the Goonies. Oh, what's his Josh name? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, he looks exactly like a young Tommy Lee Jones. So yeah, we but almost get him. Can we get a young someone who looks like a young Josh Brolin? <laughs> Because I think Josh Brolin's probably too old now as oh, yeah, well. You're probably right. Now let's look. Well, if if Tommy Lee Jones doesn't have a son, we'll get his DNA and we'll clone one of him. That's right. Um, we have these capabilities, of course. Um, but yeah, so all the boats have been hacked. They're all under the control of some external force. There's only one boat left that needs to come back out of retirement. Yes, I'm talking about like a lethal weapon style Myrtle and Riggs relationship. Oh, right. Where the he boat act- is like... like Actually takes the rusty takes old the boat Takes the rusty out. old boat out for like one last hurrah. And it's like creaky and groany and bits All are right, falling okay. off it. Because I, 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 was, like, I was kind of thinking... This isn't really a spin-off of Under Siege so much as a, a sequel to it. But if we do Buddy Cop yeah. instead of like action heisty kind of thing, yep. then there's definitely like a, a, a genre shift here, which can yeah. be kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, It doesn't have to be like a direct spin-off. It's just like we're going to take a, a character, which is the boat from Under Siege 2, uh, Under Siege 1 rather, set it in the same world. And See, if we were taking something from Under Siege 2, we'd have to take the train because <laughs> Under Siege 2 is set on a train. It's so much less convenient as well. <laughs> So the crooks are over there. There's no rail. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, I think there's a satellite, maybe, in Under Siege 2 as well. Maybe satellite makes a, a, a Somehow. Okay. Uh, but no, this is... I mean, do we just pull from all three Under Siege films? No. How many have there been? Two or three? Two. Two? I think Catherine Heigl plays the the like, the like niece really? in Under Siege 2. Oh, it's we can a, bring her back then. Yeah, exactly. She can be this. There it is. There it is. She's not doing anything at all. <laughs> she hasn't been in any films since like 2006. No, she did like Zach Braff's indie Kickstarter film and that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's back and she is... 
She's the action. She's star. the action hero. She, she, she's she's, she's Steven Seagal's niece. Niece, yeah. Who's um her dad died, and she's been she's yeah definitely been um uh ninja training for yep. for ages. Yep. Um, she's a badass, kickass yep. um warrior. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is, is the the the, the offsider buddy of a rusted old battleship <laughs> who can't talk, but I reckon she should like answer the boat as if it's talking yeah i still feel as though like in my head there's like a foghorn <laughs> and it's sort of like the r2d2 kind of yeah, thing yeah, it's yeah. like whoa, whoa. what's you- that boatie <laughs> boatie i don't know i can't <laughs> it needs a better name than that it does like i'm sure in the, the film it was like the uss bismarck or something okay perfect i mean oh. whatever it happened to be we'll just abbreviate that to something or other can we can we call the academy and find out what the name of yeah, the sure, boat give was? me one sec all right, here it is. The name of the boat was the USS Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Um, BB-63, apparently. Yeah, what do they call it? They just call it Ole Miss? Missouri? Ole Miss? Ole Miss? Ole Miss? Ole Miss, I think they call, like, um, the... In the Blind Side, yep. that classic film, um, <laughs> I think Ole Miss is, like, a, a an abbreviation for, like, Missouri State yep. like University or something yeah, like right, that. Yeah, cool. All right, perfect. So, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss sure. and... Uh, what's our niece's name? What's uh, uh, Catherine Heigl's name? I can't remember. In in Case, uh, Casey Ryback, I be- again, this is really deep pools. I shouldn't I shouldn't admit I watched both the Under Siege films <laughs> earlier this year. Um, I don't remember if her last name was also Ryback. Um, uh, it was. It's Sarah Ryback. So it, there you go. Her name is Sarah. There we go. So oh man, can we just call it? I don't know, like let's jump to like naming the film, but it has to be Under Siege three, or like Under Siege colon. Whatever, right, we have to right back to the future. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, that's it. No, I can't. We can't. We All can't right. do that. But in the same way that How to Train Your Dragon three drops the three and goes for a subtitle, yeah. when it whereas like How to Train Your Dragon had a number two in it. Yeah, Under Siege three, which is our film, does not have a three in it, but a subtitle, which we'll figure out later. Over siege. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Under siege and over siege. Sieged. Are we going to go like... I really don't like those one-word film titles. No, 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 They're no, no. trying to be super clever about it. Let, let's sort this out later because there's a few few more things we need to all figure right, out, cool. first of all. Um, now, so uh, these hackers have taken over the boats. They've got control of the entire U.S. Navy fleet. Uh, it's only up to Sarah and USS Missouri. Oh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, who's been out of uh, commission for many years and is full of, like, you know, analog technology, so exactly. it works just fine. Can't be hacked. Can't be hacked. Um, has to go out... And reclaim the seas. Uh, now we have. What else do we need? I mean, have we got the film? There's definitely some characters missing. So you have Jack Busey and Josh. Jake, Jake Busey. Jake right? Busey and, and uh, uh, let Josh me, Brolin. Let me call the Academy and see if Tommy Lee Jones has had any kids yet. Because um, if not, we're going to have to get him going. Tommy Lee Jones has two children, according to the Academy, but they refuse to tell me their names. <laughs> it's going to uh, be really hard when we try and put their names in the credits. It is, yeah. So it looks like um, his son's name's Austin Leonard Jones. That's what I mean, the question of whether his last name's otherwise would be so, Austin Leonard Lee Jones. Yeah. I think the the admirable thing is that these kids haven't trying to uh, cachet on their father's name and success, yeah. um, which has made them very difficult to, to, to <laughs> find. But but Oscar Leonard Lee Jones yep. uh, and and Jake Busey. Uh, definitely going to be in this film. Yep. We may we like we may not tell Oscar that he's in the film, but yeah. but he'll have to appear on camera at some stage. Yep. All right, brilliant. Um, now, do we need to have like a what does she what does she do? What does Sarah do to defeat these criminals and dastardly terrorists? You know what? It's going to be a bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of feel as though this film mm-hmm. isn't about the defeating of the terrorists. No? It's about the journey of getting from the uh, island yes. to the terrorist location. Yep, and we we yep. bu- build it up like it's going to be a big action film. Yep. But it's more like sort of like a drift <laughs> where <laughs> it's just like a, a person on a boat like yeah, sort yeah, of like yeah. learning about love and life in the open yeah. sea as as they're yeah. as they're going <laughs> towards and that's the, that's the thing we never see in these action films yep yeah. is it's all sort of like training at the start and then um fighting at the end yep where's the bit from getting from that's from, right yeah. to the fight there's so, there's a whole f- the whole film i feel as though is in that sort of like space yeah that we never get to see that's where all the character development is like these action films never have any character development they're just like um one-dimensional killers basically but yeah this film so you're saying that the film should just end when she like it's touches like, onto the island now, now it's time yeah. to fight and that's the end of the film <laughs> And it's, yeah. and it's much more sort of life of pie in the middle of the film than you were expecting <laughs> as she has this sort of like existential yeah. so conversation I'm, with what is essentially like, just like an old like, boat, <laughs> but she kind of has this relationship with it. And then we can do Under Siege 4. Exactly. I mean, th- there's absolutely nowhere that we can't go with this yeah. franchise. You know what Under Siege 4 will be? Not like the actual action part of it, but it'll be like a few years later or like, no... 40 years later where, like, Sally is now an old woman. Sarah, I think. Sarah, sorry, is now an old woman and the boat's dead. And it's just the story after that. The boat's at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, exactly. She she has to Titanic it. She has to get James Cameron on board to go down with his... (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay, so it's going to be a retelling of the Titanic, basically. Oh, no, I mean... uh more of a retelling of Raise the Titanic. Yeah, okay. I, I actually don't really know what the, the story is there, but there's definitely like an element. We could even do it on this one, right? So like... Oh, that's not, I like the idea of her like tooling up, getting all the guns, arming up, jumping down to the island, then cut to black and then just credits roll. But what I'm what I'm suggesting is the, the mechanic of telling the story of, of Titanic yep. is here is the present. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. as yep. we're going on a deep sea journey yep. with like a submersible craft, yep. we reveal <laughs> elements of the story later on. So we can do, we can do uh, that, that, yeah, that yeah. same sort of element of like, here's, here's a weird narrative of, yep. you know, non-linear chronological telling yep. back and yep. forth. The old lady, as she's in a snorkeling <laughs> suit going through, is telling the story of, yeah. of how she was going from one place to another. And there's yeah, okay. lots of, like lots of, lots of layers you in You know here. what's really good about this? So our, like the, the, past that she's telling about is still our near future so the present future is going to have spaceships in it because it's going to be like so far into the future uh so it's like yeah 40 years from like Catherine heigl's current point yes um and it'll be like super future super future and then she's telling the story of her past which is like moderate future yeah there we go and and she's using the tattoos on her skin to remember (laughs) as she's going through (laughs) memento yes (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Why not? How many I, other like great action directors can we like ape in this? We've got Die Hard, we've got Under Siege, we've got um, yeah. uh, James Cameron, who well, I mean, not his action film, but like he did sure. Terminator and Terminator Two, so that's good enough. Uh, I love this. This is a great little hot I think it's actually really like a really good. It, again, people win Oscars for these kind of films. <laughs> is that Just, what we're going for? I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it at all at the start. <laughs> But now it's sort of become one of those things where it's like Titanic, like record yeah, number of Oscars, of Life of Pi, yeah. lots of Oscars. Beautiful. I'm sure I mentioned another one in there, which yep. was like, you know, Adrift. I think yeah, they're sure. going for Oscar I mean, bait in there. Any film that's told in flashback usually wins Oscars and stuff. Or exactly. Any film that does stuff like with pseudo time travel, I guess. Exactly. And also like, you know, one of those films where it's like, it's just one person and an inanimate yeah, yeah, 
yeah. object. Yeah. Like, oh, that was really difficult yeah. for that kid to Absolutely. film because it was, you know, just them yep. and a tiger that wasn't even there. There'll be a sweet old lady telling her story exactly. at the as well. Everyone loves those. Well, we're going to have to cast an old lady we there. We do have to cast. Who's who, an old Catherine like, Heigl? Really? But, like, in a way where to get a few extra brownie points with the Oscars. Oh, Oscars? Judy Dench. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, huh? like... Nominated for an Oscar, but no longer oh. with us. Oh, in memoriam, like one kind of thing. Yeah, or well, like a gen- like a Tarkin one from Rogue One. Ooh. Are we going to CG them back into the film? We or? could, we could, we could potentially do that. Um, yep. I was just thinking, we we pick someone who who may not make it out through the rest of the year. Jeez, <laughs> oh, and then uh, <laughs> let's hope this is not a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, but yes, I'm who sorry. Are you I mean, I was thinking Maggie Smith to be <laughs> honest, but I, I really want Maggie Smith to make it through the year. I, 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 we're not going to. You know what we could do? Yep, is we could CG Maggie Smith's face. Yep. onto someone else yep and she's just like why are you doing that i'm, I'm still <laughs> here alive. i could have played that i'm like well that's just not the point anymore <laughs> once once we've scanned your face we can do whatever yeah, we want th- with this it. is disney's next step right like who cares if like they're physically older or dead no we're gonna yeah. take the current actor as they currently look can you imagine CGI like them they they must have high resolution digital face scans now of yeah. alton alkright and yeah, uh, absolutely. uh daisy ridley and all yep. of those people like in 50 years time they could probably do like the most like yeah. the, who they needs could, the actors anymore they could redo we the entire your face yeah. yeah with just cgi all right that's great um so <laughs> we're gonna use cgi maggie smith at her current age for no reason yeah um other than well there is no reason exactly <laughs> but every great and i mean no you know what's good about this there's another oscar award we can win best visual effects i mean that's i mean i assumed assumed yeah. we were going to do that for well i mean something. we're going for best picture and we're going for best visual effects. So yep. why not? All right. Now, we did partially come up with the name for this film, which was Under Siege 3, uh, except it's not going to have a three in the name because uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 yeah. doesn't have a three in the name. No. Now, we're dealing with uh, a sequel to Under Siege, um, the third sequel, uh, and this is all to do with the boat, which is called Ole Miz. Ole Miz, yeah. I mean, do we just call it Under Siege Ole Miz? No. Nah. No, nope. I prefer fly away home. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, again, I think we should go back. I think we should probably be digging up spec scripts for Titanic two, yep. and trying to work that in as well. Yeah, yeah. like trying to rework those ideas okay, in so there in the, in the same way that like it, it got a bit weird with Die Hard two and Speed two and and Under yeah, Siege two and, and Die and Hard with a Vengeance. Yep. and they all sort of got blurred into one another. Yep. and if we go back to that as well, Under Siege two yep. was originally just a different film. Yep. and it was called Dark Territory. Yep. And uh, and then they went, oh, you know, Under Siege was really successful. Yep. And this film that you're currently making that also has Steven Seagal on board <laughs> is like pretty much an Under Siege film. We yep. could just call it Under Siege 2 and change a few characters' names. Yep. And so then it became Under Siege 2 Dark Territory, yep. even though it originally wasn't anything to do with the <laughs> franchise. Um, so what film um, have we um, usurped? <laughs> <laughs> that had absolutely nothing to do with this original uh, franchise. Titanic, Under the Depths. Under the Depths. So, like, Under Siege. I, I also think it's possibly a little bit of Life of Pi 2, if that was, <laughs> if Jan Martel was ever planning on reaching that. Um, what would that be called, though? Exactly. The Death of Pi. <laughs> um, the Middle Age of Pi. Exactly. Uh, the mean- Life of the Constant E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, like, yeah, um, what was it? you did say the, something under the depths because like that to me is like that could be a Titanic documentary as well Titanic under the depths under the depths it sounds like See, one of those like IMAX I'm not, I'm not sure you can do under the siege 
under siege <laughs> under the depths why not like <laughs> you've just got like it's like under siege 3 under the depths of siege <laughs> like you're getting too many words of the original title into the second part of the title under siege 3 under the depths of siege 3 put the 3 in twice as well um uh the depths i don't quite like the under depths. siege the depths yeah why not like, because, like, to me, that suggests, like, we're getting even further and further into the quagmire of terrorists' minds, even though this film doesn't do that no, at all. It's, <laughs> more, it's more of plumbing the depths of your own psyche. Yeah, exactly. In a, in a spiritual journey yep. to, to kill some terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> so what is Under Siege, The Depths. Yeah, I can still kind of feel the the bit that's always after the, the colon is normally more words than just The Depths. Yeah. Depth um, plunge. That's really hard to say. <laughs> depth charge. Depth charge. Oh, that's interesting as well. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think... No, you know what? I like that. Under Siege, Depth Charge. That's, that's How does actually, that... That sounds so good as an action film. It does sound so good. And, and then you watch it, it's like, that wasn't an action film. I have no idea. <laughs> but there was a depth plunge. <laughs> there was. There was something in there. <laughs> yeah, there was a futuristic, like, spaceship submarine that went under the depths to find the wreck of the old Miz <laughs> with an with a CGI'd Maggie Smith recounting the days I of her, it. like, life as... <laughs> An action star. Oh man, I was thinking to actually make this work, we definitely need to get the rights for Under Siege. Probably, yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone else is interested in no. them. I think I don't know what rights look like, but I'm pretty sure they're just like sitting in a drawer somewhere, and someone's forgotten what do about them. Rights look like? I'm sure it's a piece of paper or something. I imagine saying, that's not right. It's, it's like just, someone. Someone's got the rights somewhere. It's just like, it's, it's like a like. Is it a little trophy that they've got up on the shelf? <laughs> And it says uh, Mar- Marvel Avengers. Like, oh, you own the rights to the Avengers. Yeah, got it. It's sitting right here. <laughs> oh, man. That means you can do a heist. For it's true. Heist for rights. This would be next week's film. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to steal the rights to Star Wars. <laughs> no, make it me- really meta and steal the rights to Ocean's Eleven. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think I think that's a wrap. What I was think it? it Under is. Siege Depth, Depth Charge. Or, Depth Charge. Yeah, love it. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> all right. Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our fancy bios, and of course, Mufwizawudada, where you can see every single film that we've ever created and well, I say released, but sure. Um, we are also on Facebook. Search for Movie Film Studios and join the community where Isaac, when he remembers, will post up emoji clues <laughs> and translation clues as to the trailers that we've watched in the upcoming episode. Um, dragons, uh, Space, First Man. Bumblebee is going to be Bumblebee, super easy. That's super simple. Uh, <laughs> what was the what was the uh, after the colon in worlds the, when worlds collide when, ha, how to drain how to drain your dragon oh the world, secret world or the, the hidden world the hidden world of dragons <laughs> yeah exactly um, we are also on iTunes Podbean and hopefully Spotify soon once they uh, tell us whether or not we're on there or did not they, I didn't realize they did podcasts. they do podcasts yeah yeah so uh, if you've been like thinking to yourself man I really would love a movie based podcast but I wish it was on a streaming platform that I have to pay monthly for then uh, check it out soon hopefully on Spotify Uh, and I think that's it all that remains is to thank you all for listening again this week I've been Isaac and I've been AJ roll credits